For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. You only want what's best for your baby. And so does BJ's. BJ's offers a variety of baby products that will take you from playtime to bath time to bedtime and beyond. Shop now through September 24th at BJ's for $3 off Johnson's, Aveeno, or Desitin baby products. Only the best will do when it comes to caring for your little ones and for parents, too. Give your baby that special care and save big at BJ's. Welcome to The Approach Shot, the golf show that's more laughs than links, more stories than strokes, more guffaws than golfers. Here are the hosts of The Approach Shot, John Ashton and Neil Michaels. We are The Approach Shot, as the lovely woman said. I'm John Ashton. He he is Neil Michaels. That is true. Hello to you. Yes. Hello to you, sir. You know what's interesting? I was talking to somebody the other day who said that they were talking to John Ashton, and I realized after a short period of time that they were not talking about you, that there's another John Ashton floating around there. And it got me to thinking about all of the DJs that you and I have worked with over time that had the strangest freaking names. And Mm -hmm. you were just joking a minute ago, but there was a guy in Washington, D.C. when I was there who used the name Sunny Beach. (laughs) Yep. There was a guy in Buffalo on WKBW was Sandy Beach. Sandy Beach. (laughs) I actually worked for a guy in Annapolis, Maryland, who Garrett will be talking about later, who went by the name on the air of Park Bench. Oh, jeez. <laughs> it was just like, that's what you got? That's what you came up with? How stoned were you when you decided this? I worked I worked with a woman here in Louisville who, who used the name Robin Banks. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and I do believe you and I probably knew of a guy, or at least I didn't know him, but I knew of a guy who went on the air as Ben Dover. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So. And sidekick Eileen. So. <laughs> there you go. Although I got to tell you, the, the, the one that takes the cake yes. is a part-timer at a rock station I worked at. Came on the air under the name Craven Moorhead. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and just so you know, people who are listening, not only do people come up with stuff like this, but a buddy of mine who's pretty well known in the radio world named Gene Baxter, who was, uh, there's a hugely popular show in Los Angeles on K-Rock for 25 years named called Kevin and the Bean. And the Bean was an old friend of mine. We we grew up together. 
And he worked at a station in Washington, D.C. and just walked into the studio ready to be Gene Baxter, which is what the name he went by. Mm. And it was his real name. And the day he went on the air, there was a post-it note on the microphone. It said, your name is Flash Phillips. <laughs> and he's like, he called the program directors. What is this? And he goes, oh, yeah, your name is on the air is Flash Phillips. Now, I, I okay, sure, you want to have a cool name for a top 40 station. But he was thrown because he was about to go on the air. And now everything that came out of his mouth had to be Flash Phillips. And he had to, you know practice it. Like when the songs were on and he had you have, the, the, you have to write yeah, it down, you have to write it down. Cause otherwise yeah. he's going to go on and mess that up. So it's, yeah. it's funny how that happens. It is. It is definitely, we have a guy with a great name though, and a great talent and a great story. Actually, he has a treasure trove of great stories. That's true. Uh, his name is Garrett Johnston and he is a, a, a golf writer, a golf podcaster. What else does he do? He has also been on the other side, being an associate producer at ESPN, at NBC Sports. Uh, uh, tell, tell mom I'll call her back. <laughs> and, and at Sirius XM. Uh, so he has done both sides uh, of the microphone, of the camera. And uh, he's just a great guy with some great stories. Fantastic stories, and we are going to eke out as many of them as we possibly can. This is this is one of those podcasts you want to hang out to the very end because all of the stories are worth it. It's worth hanging out all the way through and, them. Trust, and us. they get better as they go. That's true. <laughs> Without alcohol, you know what Maybe. it's like. You get a little more comfortable, and you start telling the stuff that you normally wouldn't admit to. The, you know just, how it goes. Just between the two of us, that's why we do the six pack at the end because we butter them up, and then the six pack hits them. So, oh my god, I have to answer these questions. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Garrett Johnston comes clean. When we come right back, we are the approach shot. Don't you? Okay, John, so we're at the point of the show where I speak in code. Okay. When I say golf balls, I really mean, you know, those other balls down there. Huh, got it. I mentioned this because Manscaped is back with us just in time for the holidays. See, it's possible you have Santa's beard down there, and if you've ever trimmed your golf balls and Ouch, a nick or a cut on your golf balls is not fun. <laughs> How many of you are crossing your legs right now? Right. So Manscaped is here to save the day with the Manscaped Performance Package 4.0 that includes the signature Lawnmower 4.0, that's the electric trimmer with the proprietary advanced skin safe technology, the crop preserver and crop reviver, an anti-chafing golf ball deodorant moisturizer and toner that keeps your North Pole feeling and smelling fresh. Ah, more code, I see. But shouldn't it be South Pole? Yeah, good catch. Manscaped also just launched great new products like the Ultra Premium Body Wash, which I use every day and smells great, and the two-in-one shampoo and conditioner. Hey, tis the season to load up on Manscaped products, and now you can get 20% off plus free shipping by using the code APPROACH at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com, but you have to use the code APPROACH. We promised we would be back with a stellar and luminary guest, and we have yet to lie to you. Almost an entire year, and we have yet to lie to these people. Neil? On on microphone. Off microphone, oh, it yeah. happens daily. Yes. I love that new hat. Oh, thank you. You like this hat? No, I'm lying. See, see, oh. see, how, <laughs> see how easy that was? Just It just falls out of my mouth. <laughs> you lied to me. I got gotcha. you. All right. Well, 
in that case, we will move right along and talk to our stellar and luminary guest. You just mentioned something about being a jack of all trades. But, Garrett, I have long insisted that there's a very thin line that separates a jack of all trades from a renaissance man. And you may actually be on the other side of that line. Ah, Garrett Johnston <laughs> is our guest, as we promised. How are you, sir? I'm doing good, John and Neil. Good to good to be with you guys. Yeah, you talk about jack of all trades. Yeah, there is a fine line, I think, between being a jack of all trades and then not having a, a special a specialty that you're really good at that you can really hang your hat on. Yeah. Uh, but then also being a jack of all trades, but then I, I like to say master of some. And so maybe there's maybe there's two or three that you're really good at and, and th- th- things you can bring value to a company with uh, or on your own with, with a podcast or or with writing as I, as I do. So, um, yeah, no, it's it's a lot of fun. I'm wearing a lot of different hats for sure. Well, I think that might be the definition, John, that maybe that's where the line is, is the jack of all trades is somebody who has mastered none. Mm-hmm. A renaissance man is a jack of all trades who has mastered some. some there you go. How about that? We there you go, it. world. We have just we have just put that out there. Feel free to spread the word that we have just created the difference between the two. Yes, and we are the, the masters of linguistics here, the three of us. <laughs> <laughs> and you do have quite a resume, sir, between being the host of Beyond the Clubhouse, which is a podcast we have listened to and plan on uh, talking about here in a little bit. But you're a sports editor. You're a journalist, a writer. You're a contributor to golf.com and the Caddy Network. We've had the, the pleasure of talking to a few caddies, and they are great. But you've also worked at ESPN, Sirius. So, I mean, we've got a lot to sort of unpack here. Yeah, no, I've been fortunate, especially since I moved here to D.C. I think that was a big help to my career because I was from Sacramento, California. And there it's, it's a one-trick pony. It's a one-horse town when it comes to sports, and that's the Sacramento Kings, which I was lucky to work for for – I'm from 2007 to 2016. So I was there for nine years doing camera work, wow. uh, video editing at the games. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I did quite a bit there. But the thing is, like, I realized my wife got a job offer in D.C. in early 2016. And me moving with her or us moving together actually ended up benefiting me because there's so many sporting events out here, guys. Yeah. I think about Baltimore. You've got uh, two NBA teams or excuse me, two MLB teams to football teams. And then on top of that, it seems like with major championships in golf, it's so much better to be based on the East Coast, especially kind of the middle Atlantic, mm-hmm. to easily get to some of these places that we're seeing on the on the schedule, especially coming up in the majors. I, I was lucky enough to cover um, the NFL pregame they had in Annapolis, Maryland at the Naval Academy on Sunday. I was doing some uh, – you spent some time in Annapolis, I know, Neil. Yeah. Uh, beautiful town. But they were they were doing the pregame and postgame show there, and I was doing some video editing in the trucks. And I was just kind of pinching myself, realizing, wow, like Terry Bradshaw yeah. and some of these guys, Howie Long even, I remember – as a 10, 12-year-old kid watching these guys 25 years ago and just mm-hmm. thinking on a Sunday morning, like as a kid growing up in little little Sacramento, California, little compared to other sports markets, right. thinking, wow, this is amazing. Um, here I am 25 years later being a part of the production behind the scenes with these guys. Really cool to see them in person. So You still have all your body parts, so I know you didn't say anything <laughs> like how I used to watch you when I was a kid. <laughs> for sure. For I got to sure. tell you, as somebody who lived in Annapolis for eight years and, and lived not far at all from the Naval Academy, first of all, it was amazing that they did it there. And, and the folks from the Naval Academy did a really terrific job in, in setting everything up. But they took some aerial shots that if you worked for the Chamber of Commerce for Annapolis, it couldn't have been better. It was a gorgeous day. 
you see this aerial shot of the, the Academy and the Chesapeake Bay. And then there's an area there that they used to call Ego Alley, where people who had huge sailboats would just sail in going like two miles an hour, wave <laughs> to people. But what they were really saying is, look how rich I am. And then they would circle back out and go back out to the bay. And it, it was a lineup of people who would do that. And the, you could always tell the people who hadn't done it before because they would stop, jump out and get something to eat. And it's like, no, 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 this is, <laughs> this, this is a lineup of people and their boats turn around and get back out. Kid but it was just stunning. Yeah. And I was lucky. Um, that was one of my roles was to edit those highlights of the best shots of the harbor, right? Of the best shots, aerial shots. And it was an embarrassment of riches. Like I couldn't, <laughs> I tend to be an overthinker in general. So I'm just like, okay, I've got 25 good shots. Which ones do I sell to the director? I mean, this one's good. And then especially as we we're getting later in the day at dusk and sunset. I mean, there were so many pretty shots. As you know, Annapolis is beautiful um, at that time of day too. So a lot of fun. You've had a pretty busy week. Not only were you doing that, but you appeared on the Golf Channel. So you were on off camera on on you know for Fox, <laughs> and then you were on camera on the Golf Channel in the same small period of time. How's your head today? Little ego going? You barely fit through the door? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, that, that's really funny that you mentioned that because think about um, just being part of that Fox production was just amazing to think about the viewers and how many people are involved with that but then the day before saturday i'll tell you what i I had never been on the golf channel on camera before like i've gotten to know thankfully through the years of of writing and covering golf i've gotten to know cara robinson or actually cara banks now she got married a couple years ago we see all the time on golf central damon hack shane bacon a lot of these a lot of their talent I've gotten to know, which is great, like in the trenches. I remember when Cara Banks was in 2013, we met at Pebble Beach and she was doing audio. She was field producing. She was interviewing the players. She was editing everything. And it's just it, it's pretty cool to see somebody like that progress. So I think in the big picture, it was awesome that eight years later, who was the person that interviewed me for my four minute very first segment on the Golf Channel? But it was Cara Banks herself. So that that kind of helped put me at ease. I'll tell you what, though. Friday night going into that hit, as I said, I'm an overthinker, and I just thought about every possibility, especially the negative ones that could happen in four minutes on live TV. I mean, it doesn't matter how much you prepare. Who knows what could happen? Technical issues, anything. And I was lucky. I was talking about Matthew Wolf's swing and and some of the subtle changes that him and George Gankus are working on with it. And uh, it was was fun. It was just, uh, you know, I, I, I was a little stressing myself out. And thankfully I felt like it went pretty well. I felt like I, I was comfortable and confident enough as we uh, produced that. So. So, so you grow up working for a basketball team, you do work for Fox network on football. Why did you suddenly become the go-to expert on golf or how did you do that? Why did, why did you concentrate on golf? Yeah, it's funny. Golf to me has always been my first passion. I realized with my background in video, videography and shoot uh, editing and shooting content uh, at events. What I ended up doing was in 2011, I went to the Tiger Woods. Remember the world challenge used to be in Sherwood. You guys mm-hmm. are, you got mm-hmm. some familiarity with that part of the world, uh, LA area, Sherwood country club. Sure. And I was out there 2011. And I remember I interviewed Bill Haas on camera. It was just like, Hey, what was your takeaway from the year? He had helped win the president's cup there and or not the president's cup. He, he was there at the president's cup, part of the team, but he won the FedEx cup earlier that year. So it was a big moment in his career, just a month removed from that. And so after I interview on camera, I realized, you know what, this is not just a video. Like I could transcribe this and let me pitch this to the Greenville, South Carolina news where he's from Greenville, South Carolina. 
That's when I wrote my first written story on a golfer. There's this content there and there is a need for it. I realized there was a need for it because the local papers were not traveling their right. writers anymore. Yep. Greenville, South Carolina, wherever you looked around the country, even 10 years ago in 2011, as I'm talking about, you weren't seeing as much of that. So I kind of found my niche. I was always looking for the niche. How do I cover pro golf, PGA Tour golf? And I realized, you know what? I could I could write for the hometown papers of these young players. And think about 2011. That timing was perfect. That's when you saw Keegan Bradley win his first major. You go into 2012, Webb Simpson wins his first major. Uh, 2013, there's so many younger players that actually started winning majors because Tiger wasn't there as big a part of the Sunday storylines from from then on till now, really. So that was a big moment. I, I guess I kind of benefited from, from Tiger not being uh, dominant <laughs> there at the top. So as I did that, writing for the hometown papers, the whole idea, as I talked to my mentor, Scott Howard Cooper, uh, he worked many years, covered the L.A. Lakers, the Showtime Lakers, and he was worked for NBA.com. He always told me, grow with the rookies. That's the key. Relationships are the biggest thing in your pursuit of golf right now. And he knew this 10, 12 years ago. And he was telling mm-hmm. me this from his experience covering the Lakers, covering Kobe Bryant, Magic Johnson. And so that's really been my big thing, growing with the rookies year to year as we come all the way up to this moment. That's been my my mantra. Uh, Harris English for the Thomasville, Georgia Times Enterprise. Okay. Like that, I was the guy covering him when he was along the West Coast swing. So to, to kind of wrap up th- this point here, being in Sacramento, I would cover the West Coast swing every year. And I thought, who could I cover? Maybe East Coast rookies, you know, guys that they're definitely not going to have the coverage at Palm Springs, at Torrey Pines, at Pebble Beach. And so that was kind of how I developed my niche and eventually met people from the Caddy Network, uh, met some people from Golf.com. And it's been uh, it's been a fun ride ever since. Bet you that you did not think at the time that you'd be writing for a New Zealand paper. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? I, I I didn't. I'm a big believer in taking chances and doing some things that might sound silly. But I, I went online to New Zealand, uh, New Zealand Golf Magazine dot com. Mm-hmm. And at the time, this was 2012 and 2013. And Lydia Ko was starting to peak up there. And you had other players. If you guys saw over the weekend, Steve Alker won on the Champions Tour. He's a New Zealand player. In 2013, he made it to the U.S. Open at Marion, and his wife was caddying for him. So there were players on the men's and women's side that were coming out of New Zealand that were playing in bigger events. And so I just randomly emailed the editor. You know, if you go to a website and say, you fill out those boxes that says, you know, leave us a message or leave us a comment. That's literally what I did. And that's what led to writing becoming the American correspondent for New Zealand Golf Magazine was just sending a note saying, hey, I live in California. Um, I could cover some of these West Coast events, maybe Lydia Ko, maybe Steve Alker, Michael Campbell, as you guys know, won the U.S. Open in 05. So I could cover him at some of these events on the West Coast. And and they're like, yeah, let's do a Zoom calls or, or what was it? Zoom. It was it was older technology back in 2012, right? <laughs> back in the probably, olden days. Probably go to meeting. Go to meeting. Yeah. So I ended up meeting with Jeff Witten, who is their publisher of that magazine and ended up working for them for about four or five years contributing. So it it sounds random, but it all started just because I thought I got nothing to lose. Uh, You know, I'm going to send them a note on 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 their boxes that they have on their website. And you didn't let anybody talk you out of it, which is uh, what what a lot of people do who have great ideas. And it's great. But if you have been rubbing shoulders with so many of, of the top golfers for so long, I bet you got stories. And we're going to make you tell us some of them when we come right back. We are the Approach Shot, don't you? 
Hey, it's Neil, and I've connected with a bunch of you through social media, and a lot of you have commented that there's just not comfortable, great-fitting workout clothes out there for guys our age and with our body types. That's why I'm really excited to tell you about 10,000. 10,000 makes the highest quality, best-fitting, and most comfortable shirts and shorts for fitness enthusiasts and weekend warriors. I've been wearing their 7-inch interval shorts, which are their most popular, perfect for gym days, walking, or short runs. Their versatile shirt is my go-to workout shirt. Lightweight, breathable, and durable. I wear it when I hike and even at the driving range. This is serious workout gear for all types of workouts. Running, hiking, lifting, boxing, however you train, they have a shirt and short for you. And you always get free shipping, free returns, and a lifetime guarantee. Right now, 10,000 is offering listeners of the Approach Shot 15% off your purchase. Go to 10,000.cc and enter the code APPROACH to receive your 15% off. That's 10,000.cc. Enter the words 10,000, not the number, and the code APPROACH for your 15% off today. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Day. If you don't own a home, you have nothing to fear from home title thieves. But if you own a home and you don't guard it with home title lock, you're inviting home title fraud, one of the fastest growing crimes. Cyber thieves around the world know U.S. home values are sky high, and that paints a target on us. The crime is scary simple. A cyber thief simply forges your name on a property sale form and then refiles it. Now he's on the deed to your home, and you have no idea you're a victim. Then he takes out loans on your home and vanishes, leaving you to prove to the police that you didn't commit bank fraud. Home Title Lock puts a virtual barrier around your home's title. The instant they detect tampering, they help shut it down. Look, if you have equity in your home, guard it with your life. Go to HomeTitleLock.com and register your address to see if you're already a victim. And enter RADIO for 30 free days of protection. That's code RADIO at HomeTitleLock.com. I know you've been hanging. You've been waiting. You've been like, okay, I've heard the names that he has bandied about. Now I want to hear some good, juicy gossip (laughs) from Garrett Johnston. Don't give us the stuff that you write in the paper. We can yeah, read or the that stuff on that, our own. Or the stuff that you talk about on your podcast, because people who listen to your podcast listen to your podcast. We have people who are just sitting there, you know, rubbing their hands together like, come on, Jared, give us something. Yeah. You know, I, I'm just trying to think, like, what are some things we've not written? Or um, I can remember a moment in, uh, remember the BMW Championship, which is always part of the Chicago Western Golf Association. It's always around Chicago, typically. But in 2014, it went to Denver to Cherry Hills. Remember, there's so much history at Cherry Hills with Arnold Palmer and driving the first green and all that. So I remember at Cherry Hills one year, <laughs> to see Jordan Spieth had come off of his big season in 2013 when he won. 2014, he didn't win, but he still had a huge season where he was in the final group of the Masters. Mm-hmm. He was a big part of the storylines in the majors. So Jordan was going to his tee time. I remember kind of like I was walking towards the first tee with him, and he was waiting along the first tee 
like along the fairway, waiting for the players on the tee box to hit. And he saw Sergio walk by. Like this was before players were about to hit. So Sergio is walking by on this crosswalk area. And uh, he said, Sergio, Sergio's wearing super bright yellow or something on a, on a Sunday, whatever it was. He said, Sergio, uh, I, I see you, buddy. I, I, I can see you. <laughs> Definitely. And Sergio like, I know, I know. And they laughed about it. It's a subtle little thing, but I thought it was so funny that, that Spieth has just given Sergio a hard time just for wearing something so bright Sergio. and so yeah, being Sergio, right? Yeah. So I thought that was a funny thing. Um, I'll have to think of a couple more here. And if you guys jog my memory of any certain players that you can think of that would be interesting. Um, I will jog your memory to one that, that you recently interviewed on your podcast, which is, again, called Beyond the Clubhouse. You recently interviewed Gary Player. Yes. That's pretty impressive, A. And B, I understand that man can weave a tail. Yeah. My favorite moment so far with, with Gary Player, 2013 – at Palm Springs. Remember I mentioned I was lucky. I focused on the West Coast swing, right, when I was living in California. So 2013, at Palm Springs, he's out there, and I think I had two or three questions I was able to get with him for an interview. And I said, listen, Gary, um, you're seeing the number one player in the world, Rory McIlroy, changing equipment. He's made wholesale changes and gone completely to Nike. Give me your opinion as a veteran on that. And he said, well, it, it's going to be tough for him to adapt quickly. But he said, I will tell you this, though. If somebody offered me that kind of money, I'd find a way to wield a broomstick <laughs> and, and, and play my game. It was hilarious. And just the way you can hear the inflections and the way that Gary Player talks. He, he, he is so good about um, emphasizing certain things. But he was so into that comment. Um, I thought that was hilarious. But even talking with him, I'm just thinking there were some cool moments. I, I can think of him at the Masters in 2019, the year the year Tiger won. I remember he's the kind of guy that he he speaks up and he's always you know a high a high pitch. You can hear him. You're going to hear him first before you see him. You know what I mean? If you show up at an event, uh, so he's walking along the cabins there at the Masters. Uh, I, I guess you by, by the by the clubhouse. He's walking along the cabins. This is the Sunday before it starts. He's on his way to some meeting or something, but as I said, he he will talk and and he wants whoever will listen. He will just talk as he, as he goes, and so he's yapping, and he's just saying I don't even know exactly what he said, but he said yeah, it's going to be a great year for the Springboks or or some rugby team or something. And he sees two men that are working for the Masters. They're like um, um, I don't know if they're security guards. Uh, past both of them, and he slaps them on the back as if he's best friends with them. Yeah, yeah, good to see you. He slaps them on the back, and I'm just like. <laughs> This is great. Like uh, the gregarious Gary player. It doesn't matter who you are. He's going to he's going to chat with you or he's just going to acknowledge you and, and give you a, a pat on the back. And I thought it was really funny that uh, hopefully that kind of paints a picture of how just excited he is being around people. Very, very extroverted for sure. Yeah, it's, it's great to be able to get up that close and personal because I know you you mentioned Keegan Bradley after he won his his major. They uh, I was at uh, French Lick Resort when they they were having a press preview for the first senior LPGA tournament that they held up there. Um, I was just standing there in the, in the food line and a woman came up to me and held out her hand and said, hi, I'm Keegan Bradley's aunt Pat. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> it was like, Pat, everybody knows who you are. <laughs> but it, it, the timing was important though, too, because uh, she yeah. probably figured that. Yeah. 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 Because Focus was won. on he Keegan. Was, yeah. He was, he was, he was a big name now. And, um, Everybody would know who Keegan was and maybe not remember Pat Bradley, but if you follow the LPGA, you can't, you can't forget Pat. 
you've kind of uh, got something else going on here recently, and I'd, I'd have to check to see when it was, or you could, you know, sort of help us with the timeline. Tell me about American Idols, because A, I love the name, and, and B, I think the great part about it is that you're featuring these young, up-and-coming stars of the PGA, people that we might not have heard of yet, or maybe are in the top 50 or 100, but not, you know, getting that kind of press yet. Yeah, so American Idols was a story I wrote at the end of 2012 for Today's Golfer, which is one of the big British uh, golf publications. So at the time, the American Idols then were Ricky Fowler, Keegan Bradley, Hunter Mahan, guys like that. And it's funny when you think about it, like how hard the game is. Look at where Hunter Mahan's gone from then. It's just 2012. It's the guy that was perennially on Ryder Cup teams, on President's yeah. Cup teams. And now mm-hmm. we, we just you just almost never see him. Uh, it's just crazy how, how how tough the game has been on him. So at the, at the time, 2012, hey, he, he's an idol. He's a star. He had won. He had beaten Roy McIlroy in the final of match play in 20, earlier that year in 2012. Like That's how, how dominant his game was at that point. So um, I bring that up just because we talk about the younger players. Who's going to be the next big thing? Who's going to be the next, you know, Justin Thomas or this and that? And I think over the years, to answer your question kind of broadly, in 2014, I really focused on covering the rookies at the time, the big two rookies, Tony Finau and Justin Thomas, right, for their hometown papers. Obviously, those two of that class have really been the best of the 2014, 2015 rookies. When you look at other young players, I'm, I'm just thinking Scotty Scheffler is another one that's really impressed me, and I've been lucky to cover him for the Dallas Morning News, uh, and also the Austin American Statesman, where he went to school there in uh, Texas. So th- there's different angles, whether it's the hometown of a player or sometimes the college town. I know I, when I mention Austin, I'm thinking of other younger guys that will eventually be on tour. I'm thinking of Cole Hammer, who we had first seen there in the U.S. Open in 2015. His dad on the bag, he was, what, 15-year-old kid. Right. And now here he is a senior at University of Texas. And I think there's just so much. We've seen Wolf. Morikawa Hovland coming out of college and just playing amazing golf, like just really impressive golf. So I think we're going to start seeing more of that as players are coming out, uh, especially in the senior class. There's some really good ones. Um, Pearson Cootie, Parker Cootie, both also from University of Texas. So uh, I've been lucky to cover those guys. Uh, Pearson at his first U.S. Open, his dad was caddying there at Torrey Pines, as you guys probably remember back in June. So it is really fun. A lot of this is just growing with the rookies, getting to know and building a relationship with them before they're really getting to that first tour win. You know what I mean? And and that's, that's the big key for me. Sounds like it should be an annual thing. Oh, oh, with each year to do that? Just do an American Idols every year, yeah. Yeah, well, it, you remind me, though, I, I would look – I had a tradition, and, and I should bring it up again, um, but in 2012, 2013, I would go to Starbucks for like four hours in every December, and I would go to PGAtour.com and look at the list of rookies, and I would just research them like crazy, and I would have one tab on PGAtour.com, and I'd have another tab on the hometown paper or the hometown where, where some of these guys are from. Another, I, I would have like 20 tabs <laughs> in the end because I'm trying to research the 20 or the 30 new guys. And, and I distinctly remember, actually, Patrick Reed, I called the Baton Rouge, the Baton Rouge paper, uh, The Advocate. Yeah, because <laughs> there's so many of them. <laughs> Seriously, it's crazy. Uh, Baton Rouge Advocate. I remember calling them in December 2012 and saying, "Hey, it looks like Patrick Reed has his card. As you guys know, he Monday qualified six out of eight this past year. His wife's going to caddy for him this year on the tour. 
what a cool story that would be. You guys want a short little column just on kind of just what that's going to be like, what they're looking forward to. And they, and they, they said yes before I could finish my sentence. And, and I bring that example up and, and I know there's a lot of controversy that surrounded Reed in the past, but I bring that example up because there have been so many, and maybe listeners can learn from this. There have been so many no's in my career when I cold call a sports editor. At a, at a newspaper, when I when I email blast twenty individually twenty different editors and say, hey, do you want a, a story on this this person from your local readership would know from Greenville, South Carolina? I've gotten probably ninety five no's to every five yeses. So wow. I bring up the example of of an editor saying, absolutely, we want that story because it's so rare. You know what I mean? Like it's so yeah. rare to get that, and and I think this it's so important. I think for listeners and and something I've learned over the years is just keep plugging along. If there's something you're really passionate about, you're going to get enough yeses to build those relationships and to get that work um, that you're looking for. Yeah, that article you wrote on Justin Thomas, uh, I, I read in the Louisville Courier Journal, and I think they also republished it in the St. Xavier High School newspaper. I don't know if you know that or not, but <laughs> you, may, you may want to get the money from them. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm in Louisville, Kentucky, and, and I know Justin's dad. And yeah. uh, we had Mike Thomas on a couple of times and talked to him back when Justin was in his first uh, master's tournament. And, and 2016. Said, yeah. Yeah. And he said at that point that he had ceased being Mike Thomas. He is now Justin's dad. <laughs> and, and I asked him if he was going to caddy during the uh, the Wednesday par three. And he said, no, he said his mom got that gig. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> Yeah, no, I remember that 2016. I remember seeing him on the putting green. And I think also, too, there's a lot of possible discouraging moments that can happen when you when you shoot big. In my case, like I'm, I want to cover pro golf. It's so damn hard to do that these days in the last yeah. 10 years. The, the, the landscape of golf media, media centers have shrunk every single where I place I've yeah. gone, whether it's a tour media center yep. for a regular event or a major championship, they have shrunk so massively. So it's so easy for the naysayers or, or, or for realists out there to say, no, stop covering golf because there's not enough content out there and there's not enough opportunities. And I would say that in 2016, at that first master's, like, I think that's a good example. You know, I had talked to Justin Thomas a couple of times and, and written a preview for the Louisville Courier Journal. And I talked to his dad and I talked to his mom. And that's a moment in time you can never get yeah. back. It sounds silly, but it's only going to be Justin Thomas's first master's once. He's only going to feel mm -hmm. that way once. His parents are only going to feel that way once. I talked to them. They were in the car driving from from uh, Kentucky down yeah. to Augusta. And, and the giddiness, the excitement in their voice, it's never going to be the same. So if I had not done that then you're looking for your next opportunity and it's just, you're not going to get that one back. And anyway, so I, I just think it's important. Pick your battles. Don't, don't go crazy, but it's, it's also important to capture the moment when you can. Yeah. Now, Garrett Johnson, you spend your career asking people questions. You're going to spend the next 10 or 15 minutes or so answering them. We have a six pack of questions for you and it's coming up next. Don't move. Daylight savings time is officially here. Blech. Shorter days and less time to be outside. You may even think you don't need to hydrate as much. You'd be wrong. You need to hydrate even more now. And that's why the fall is the perfect time to try Liquid IV. Just one stick of Liquid IV and 16 ounces of water hydrates faster and more efficiently than water alone. Liquid IV contains five essential vitamins and is great first thing in the morning with the extra hydration your body needs to start your day. It's even a great hangover cure. You may want to remember that with the holidays coming. 
And Liquid IV comes in delicious flavors like lemon-lime, strawberry, and my favorite, watermelon. Grab your favorite Liquid IV flavors nationwide at Walmart, or get 25% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code APPROACH at checkout. That's 25% off anything you order when you get better hydration today using promo code APPROACH at liquidiv.com. Make your water work harder. Attention anyone who is impacted by the current pandemic and has $2,000 or more in credit card debt. If any credit card companies extended your credit with attractive interest rates or low minimum balances, and now because of it, you owe thousands of dollars in credit card debt, here's some really great news. It happened to millions of people at no fault of their own. But thanks to a powerful program now approved. Anyone with $2,000 or more in credit card debt can cut their credit card payments up to half and reduce or eliminate interest charges altogether. That's right. Our nationwide nonprofit program is helping U.S. residents cut their credit card payments. We've helped over half a million people with their credit card debt, and now we can help you. Bad credit card debt happens to good people. Get free of credit card debt today. Call Credit Guard of America now at 800-672-6925 to see how this powerful nonprofit program can work for you. The call and information are free. Call 800-672-6925. That's 800-672-6925. 800-672-6925. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. So what happens when the approach shot with John Ashton and Neil Michaels decide they're going to take a man who interviews people for a living and start asking him a battery of questions. He survive. gets nervous. He gets very nervous. <laughs> the sweat has already broken out on his brow. At the Tables have turned. Garrett, it's a six pack of questions. We ask these to you. We ask you to give us the first answer that comes to mind. Don't think about it. Don't pontificate. Just give us what you got. This is called the hot seat. You ready? Yep. All right. Question one. Who's been your favorite guest on Beyond the Clubhouse? Man, um, favorite Look, guest has got to be it's got to be Jim Nance. I mean, because you could throw him any question and he could give you a greatest story to back uh, you know, to answer that question. Yeah. And there's so many people, he's, relationships he's met. So a lot of great stories. I love Jim Nance for sure. We did notice that Jim Nance does the intro to the show. So, <laughs> you know, are we pandering a little bit or is he really the guy? You could go in 75% prepared for an interview with him and he could make you look like you were hundred percent prepared. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he could just, he can just pick up whatever your question and, and understand where you're going with that. And then just give you a, a, some amazing stories. Um, but yeah, I was lucky to, when I asked him to, to do the intro to my podcast, he said, yeah, I would love to do it. It'd be an honor. I'm like, really? I mean, come on. <laughs> like I, I'm the nobody golf journalist and you're kind of introducing me to the world here with this 35 seconds. So, Hey, I, I appreciate it. Um, still, still waiting for that check too, probably. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Question two, every writer has a story they really wanted to write, but thought better of it. What's yours? Thought better of it as if like it wasn't, meant to be as if maybe it would embarrass somebody or it didn't wasn't going somewhere or it was too funny maybe a little too uncovering of stuff 
You know, I, I'm going to go this way because this is the one that comes to mind. Arnold Palmer, Friday of 2016, in what would prove to be his final Arnold Palmer Invitational at Bay Hill. Um, he's out there, I think he was 85, and he's driving his cart and watching his grandson, Sam Saunders. Sam was playing in the young guys group with the Australian Ryan Ruffles and Maverick McNeely. And there they are on a Friday afternoon, and I think television coverage already wrapped. And it was just this this back nine, and it was such a memorable thing. There were just so many people cheered on Arnold because it, we didn't know, what, you know, if it was this going to be one of the last times we'd all see him as fans, right? And so I was lucky to be inside the ropes walking. And I will always regret not writing that story. I, I pitched it to PJTour.com and said, hey, this is a cool moment we, we that I'm trying to capture. This is him seeing his grandson um, who would end up missing the cut, but it still didn't matter. This was, this was a cool kind of a victory lap almost. Right. Right. Sure. And every shot that Sam Saunders grandson hit, he watched with bated breath. Like he was so into it. And I think that just showed so much about it. And so anyway, I pitched it to a couple different outlets that afternoon. Didn't get a, a response or a yes. And, and I, I left it on the shelf and I'm always, that's one of my great regrets is not writing that and, and getting that published somewhere. Great answer. Terrific. All right. Question three. What's the funniest golf word or expression you've heard a golfer use? Uh, this is what comes to mind. This is more of a statement. 2020 Ryder Cup that just happened. It was called the 2020, right? It just happened there in uh, Whistling Straits, American victory. Who, who's the lasting image of the American victory, especially the celebration, right? It's Xander Shoffley. The cigar, everything. It's got let loose, uh, let it fly completely. It was great. It, it was a side of Xander we never see. There was a, a, somebody in the crowd that I heard say out, wow, so is Xander just going to be airlifted off of this thing when it's all said and done? I guess that's the plan, huh? <laughs> just like, that's brilliant. And that's, the, that's the best one-liner I've heard in golf ever. It's because we know there's only one direction he was headed. Right, right. Or in the lake. But that would, that would have taken a whole different group to, to, to work with. All right, question four. You've written your amazing American Idol stories about the top five under 25 years old. So who is the one under-the-radar guy that we should be talking about right now? I think I'm going to go with a guy who is not yet on the tour. I mentioned him earlier. I think that Cole Hammer has got the full package. He's a senior at University of Texas right now. But I think once he gets on the PGA Tour, um, his confidence level, I mean, I've spoken with him a couple times this fall, and he's just he's ready for the tour. But he stuck it out with 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 Texas, and I think it's cool that he's you know, honored that commitment. But this guy has got the mental game. He's got the distance. I, I think he's really somebody you got to watch out for. People like that who have that kind of ability that are also blessed with a name like Cole Hammer, you can just imagine the writers, the broadcasters are all writing every Hammer cliche they can right now in anticipation of him being there. Big time. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's, it's too easy. It writes itself. Too easy. Question Hammer five, time. not too easy, and here's where we have some fun. Time with you, Garrett Johnston, to make a deal with the approach shot devil. You have to give up your years at ESPN, your experience at Sirius, all of the things that you've done, the podcast, everything. In exchange, you get one wish to do anything you want in the world of golf. That could be your personal golf game on a professional level, anything you want. What do you trade for? And hurry, the devil is waiting. Like a guarantee, like this is going to happen. Yes, sir. I think... Winning, getting a chance to play in the in the Open Championship at St Andrews, but then winning the Claret Jug 
and what that would do, you know, somehow having that talent to be able to do that. Like that's, that's where I want to celebrate. You know, that's where I, I want to experience the best of golf is at, at St. Andrews. That, that's my ultimate favorite place in the game. So I think I that would you want to the win there and you want, you want to <laughs> win and you want to win there. That's the- celebrate there too. We're going to put Xander to shame, boys. The three of us alone. <laughs> Perfect. And question six, and we ask this of everybody who comes on since we are the approach shot. Garrett, in your approach to life, what is your one rule that you live by? The one rule that I live by um, remember the power of regret. And I say that because there have been so many times where I wish I would have done, you know, been more assertive in a situation or if I wish I would have said yes to a opportunity. And, and I just remember just, just what regret does to you and, and how it can kind of eat away at you. And, and I'm, I'm not saying to say yes to every opportunity that comes up. If you're a listener out there and, and, and you know, your buddies say, Hey, let's go to this tournament or let's go to that tournament for fun or whatever. Um, in my case, covering events, I'm not saying yet go to every single event, but just really understand the power of regret and you don't want to, there's a great line on Twitter. I wish I remember the name of the handle, but you want to die with stories, not with dreams. And, and I think that's where, where, where that comes into with, with regrets is like, I think use that to, to kind of drive you to get those experiences. Very cool. That was probably the best answer we've ever had to that question. Garrett Johnston, you are off the hot seat. Well done, my friend. You are. How about a little uh, shameless self-promotion while we got you here, man? Yeah. Can I introduce you to my daughter real quick? Yes, indeed. Okay, this is Sophie Johnston. Hey, Sophie. Yeah, this is our friend John and Neil. And, uh, you know, she was actually, uh, when we had Sergio Garcia on the podcast, she was on the before we re- recorded uh, live, she was on there asking him questions, and ah, and he was right. talking with her. So was she asking in Spanish? She looks very <laughs> no, none of the Spanish yet with Sergio. But tell us where they can people can find the podcast, who's on it, how often it drops, all that kind of thing. Yeah, so uh, you can find the podcast basically anywhere you listen to podcasts, so like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, any of those, Stitcher. Um, it's also, you'll see on Twitter at beyond clubhouse. And then I'm on Twitter as well at Johnston Garrett. It comes out really, I, I don't have a specific day, but it's usually a weekday, a Monday or a Tuesday or a Wednesday mm-hmm. when it does come out. Uh, a lot of it is depending on the timing with, you know, with guests and, and right. whether you can get them out. But it seems like, um, podcast listeners tend to like during the weekdays on Instagram as well at beyond the clubhouse podcast and then at Garrett Johnston golf. So yeah, it's a lot of fun. One more question now, and this is totally personal. Do you plan on covering the PGA Championship in 2024 at Valhalla? Well, got to. Okay, then. (laughs) So where where do you want to go drink and where do you want to go play golf? You know, I haven't – I was there in 2014, but you remember how crazy long the days were. Think about that Sunday alone when we played till pitch black. Come in early, stay late, something. (laughs) (laughs) But I didn't get a chance to see any of the the great – spots for libation uh there on that sunday night because we were there till midnight practically at the golf course right yeah. in the story so yeah. yeah if you have any ideas let me know i mean it seems well, like a, a pretty cool town we uh i i understand that your handicap has not improved anywhere near as much as you would have liked it to nor, correct nor his mind so i feel <laughs> a, an affinity a kindred spirit here um <laughs> do you like pete Dye golf courses 
I love Pete, Pete Dye golf courses. Then let's, yeah. let's go to one of the meanest courses he's ever made. I'll take you out and play golf at the Pete Dye golf course at French Lick, Indiana. That sounds like a plan. Yeah, I was we'll invited out there five, six years ago, and it wasn't able to make that trip. But, yeah, I've always wanted to, to get out to that one. So Yeah, well, pencil it in or, or write it in pen. It's a done deal, man. John, we'll get you on. We got you. Appreciate it, John. That sounds fun, man. 11-yard wide fairways with 30-foot oh. drop-offs. I love it. <laughs> Killer. <laughs> bring, bring extra balls. <laughs> yeah. That's the advice I have. Thank you for coming on with us today. We, we absolutely loved having you. Again, it's it's Beyond the Clubhouse podcast, and apparently we'll just keep checking the Golf Channel for you to pop on here and there because now that you're an on-camera type, you know, we're glad to have had you on before, you know, you're, you're too busy to have on in a year or two because you're doing so much golf TV. <laughs> no, that's great. I, I appreciate uh, jumping on with you guys, John and Neil, and reminiscing a little bit uh, about some old stories. And I feel like there's a lot more left ahead. So you've cool. got to, you always want to believe that the best days are ahead, right? Exactly. So. Garrett Johnson, man, pleasure to meet you. We will, uh, we will talk again. And remember, 2024, you and me, Pete Dye, we'll be there. Let's do it. More stories, less regret. (laughs) (laughs) And we'll be right back. Hang out. This is The Approach Shop. Tired of paying outrageous prices for Viagra? Well, we have great news. Now you can finally get Viagra at huge discounts. Generic Sildenafil allows you to save up to $650 on Viagra. Why pay name brand prices of $15 per pill or more when you can get the same results for less than $3 a pill? Call today and get 50 generic Sildenafil pills for just $99. Call 800-590-0443. That's 800-590-0443. Again, 800-590-0443. Texting enrolls you into recurring automated text messages. Message and data rates may apply. Men, want to feel younger, stronger, leaner? You don't have to slow down after 40. Frank Thomas found the secret to staying in shape with the energy and drive of his 20s. Man, you look like you could still hit it a mile. I feel great, too. What gives? After 40, men slow down. It's harder to stay in shape. Why? Our free testosterone levels drop. It happened to me. And then I found Nugenics Total T. New Nugenics Total T is our most powerful man-boosting formula ever because it boosts your free testosterone and your total testosterone. Nugenics Total T helps provide even more energy, performance, testosterone, and muscle-boosting ingredients for even better results. To get your complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total T, text GRIT to 321321. Samples are not available in stores. Well, wait. What are you going to do something about it now? I got to try Nugenics Total Tea. Text GRIT to 321321 for your complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total Tea. That's G-R-I-T to 321321. Oh, the approach shot. Man, this is going to go down in the annals. We'll put it up top. A couple stars. Couldn't agree more. And now he has Jim Nance doing the intro to his freaking podcast. Yeah. And I was jealous of that until I realized who we had. Yeah, <laughs> Diane is substantially prettier than Jim Nance. Not only is she prettier, she's the voice of OnStar. Yes, she is. So if you're in a GM vehicle and you're pulled over in something, who would you rather hear talking to you, Diana or Jim Nance? That's it. Yeah. <laughs> and, if, and if you um, you use any WebEx materials, like you yeah. go to meeting or anything like that. Yeah, it's her too. She's, She's there. When you record a go-to-meeting meeting and this is recording has started, that is Diane. Yeah, see, now again, take Diana out of that and make it Jim Nance's voice. Not the same. 
Not the same. Not the same. <laughs> Hello, friends. No. Your recording has started. <laughs> you, you know how we actually really win? We get Jim Nance on the podcast and have her do the intro. Yeah. There you go. Now we got or, the best of both. Or invite her on to do the interview. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's just us doing nothing, which actually is what we do best. So <laughs> it is exactly. Sign me up. <laughs> and the good thing is she'd do it too. Yeah. For me, she'd yeah, do she it. Would. And yes, she'd, she'd do a do. better job of it than we would. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. Maybe. <laughs> we kind of we kind of like the way we do this. Indeed. That's why we keep on doing it. You know, you think it's a case that we're going to keep doing it until we get it right? No, we actually enjoy doing this. Right. We're, we're just doing it until we, you know, keep doing it. <laughs> that's it. Until someone says, uh, don't do that anymore. And that's what will happen. Listen, uh, you can catch us many, many places, just like Garrett said, anywhere podcasts are available. You can see us some places where you play golf because we may be out there. You never can tell. That's true. You, unfortunately, are in the part of the country where it's getting colder and it's going to be less likely to see you. But then again, you'd be one of the people who'd be out there. Don't you have a rule like it's if it's 45 or higher, you're playing? If it's 45, I will play unless it's wet and windy. Okay. And gotcha. other than that, but, you know, there are substantial. I, I live a stone's throw from a big interstate highway. Mm-hmm. that goes south oh okay so, I, you know. I understand <laughs> there's also this thing that they have now called airports so yes, indeed. yeah, yeah. you yeah. can fly out here to san diego we're playing all the time but you don't want to schlep your bags through the airlines that that is true That's hey listen sense. um we really do appreciate all of you that have been listening internationally uh, again lots of folks from great britain india mexico um, russia we've we've picked up some folks from australia we we really like it when we hear people go back and and I noticed this in the last 60 days or so a lot of people who are finding us for the first time are going back and listening to interviews with folks like Jeff Garcia and and Joey Greco who was our first um some of the po- caddies that we've had some of the players that we've had Max Homa I noticed suddenly we have a lot of people listening to that so mm-hmm. when you go find us uh either at approachshot.net or you listen to one of the podcasts and you download it. We love it when we see that people are going back and and listening to some of our earlier stuff and commenting on it. Feel free to find us on Twitter at the approach shot or at approach shot. We own both of those. Um, And then John and I personally are both on Twitter as well. So feel free to reach out to us and let us know what you think. And with apologies to Missy McGregor, who said she was offended when I say that the same people invented golf and called it a game that invented bagpipes and called it music. Leave it to John to piss <laughs> off a McGregor. Great. <laughs> Find your body somewhere. <laughs> and, uh, and very much like John's casket, life, it is a gift. Go open it. You've been listening to The Approach Shot with the Weekend Golf Guys. If you like this week's episode, be sure to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you download your podcasts. And find us on the web at ApproachShot.net. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. You only want what's best for your baby. 
And so does BJ's. BJ's offers a variety of baby products that will take you from playtime to bath time to bedtime and beyond. Shop now through September 24th at BJ's for $3 off Johnson's, Aveeno, or Desitin baby products. Only the best will do when it comes to caring for your little ones and for parents, too. Give your baby that special care and save big at BJ's. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.